0: We're going to get into the word of the Lord this morning. Anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. Amen. I am too. We're going to take our text. We're going to read a little bit. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 8. We'll read verse 1 through 3. And then we'll pick up in Ezekiel chapter 2, uh, 8 through 10. And then three, three, chapter 3, 1 through 3. Amen. When you're there, say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse number 1. All, somebody say all. all. The commandments which I command thee this day shall ye observe to do that ye may live. Somebody say live. live. And multiply. Somebody say multiply. multiply. And go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers. And thou shalt remember, somebody say remember, all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness to humble thee. Somebody say humble thee. And to prove thee to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. So much stuff is in this. And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manner, which thou knowest not. Neither did thy fathers know that he might make thee know that the man does not live by bread only, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord does man live. I don't know if you know, but if you go to um, Matthew in the New New Testament, Matthew chapter four, verse four, that's where Jesus told the devil, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Now, you would think that Jesus was just saying that because he's God in the flesh. But guess what he was doing? I'm just saying. Ezekiel chapter two, verse number eight. The Bible says, but thou. Son of man, hear what I say unto thee. Be not thou rebellious like the rebellious house. Open thy mouth and eat that I give thee. And when I looked, behold, a hand was sent unto me. And lo, a roll of a book was therein. And he spread it before me, and it was written within and without and there was written therein lamentations and mourning and woe. Jump down to chapter 3 verse 1. Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, eat that thou findest. Eat this roll and go speak unto the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth and he caused me to eat that roll. Hmm. And he said unto me, Son of man, cause thy belly to eat and fill thy bowels with this roll that I give thee. Then did I eat it and it was in my mouth as honey for sweetness. It's a whole lot of stuff going on right there. But this morning I want you to pray for me and I'm going to pray for you. So pray for me for what you want God to do through me for you today. And I'll pray for you for what I want God to do in your life. So let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are your people that have gathered here this morning. We've come from far and near. And Lord God, your people are here because they believe that you are real. They're here because they're looking for answers. They're here because they want their life to be better. They're here because they want one day for heaven to be their home. Father, I pray today that you will touch the hearts of your people in a special way and that you will open their heart, Lord God, that they will receive from you all you intend for them to receive. I pray today, Lord God, that there will be a shift, a divine shift that will take place in their spirit this morning. That a change will come to their life Lord God.
1: That they will never be the same ever again Lord Jesus. Lord that all that you have in store for them, your purpose for them today Lord God it will begin to fulfill like it's never been fulfilled. I pray today for miracles, demonstrations signs and wonders to be done in their life Lord God. Let somebody today be refreshed, be renewed it's the Holy Ghost and be overshadowed by the power of the Holy Ghost I pray this morning that nothing will hinder your word from accomplishing your will in their life Lord God Lord I pray that you will break the invisible chains and I pray Lord God that the power of God will move upon them in such a strong way that God they will know it's you that is knocking on the door that God a miracle will happen in their life Lord Jesus to let them know you're here Bless them today Lord God That they will not leave The same way they came in But I pray Lord God That there will be a transformation That will take place Before they leave this place Have your way oh great God Speak to us and move upon us We give you honor and praise Because of you and who you are Because of your greatness And your kindness towards us Jesus have your way We love you and we honor you And if somebody this house love the Lord. Why don't you clap your hands? Why don't you lift your voice and give him some high praise and exalt the Lord. Exalt his name. Jesus is the name of our God and we exalt the name that's above every name. Jesus we exalt you. In Jesus name can everybody
0: say amen? amen. Amen. You may be seated. Today we've entitled the word of the Lord. The bread of life. The bread of life. One of the typical behavior of us human is that we tend not to eat food that does not look delightful or delicious. According to our liking, what we think looks delightful and what looks delicious. If it looks what the children like to refer to as nasty, we will not eat it. We frown upon it. And we probably just give some reason as adults why we don't eat it. But in our minds, mm, I don't like how that looked, And so we don't eat it. I appreciate All Nation Sunday. Yeah, I do. I realized it was years ago. Uh, some of you probably can, uh, attest to this, but years ago, uh, in, in this country, in, in, in America, there were, you know, foreigners w- that will come to this, this country with fixed food and the people from this country would look at it and say, eeeeh, I don't know about that, I won't eat that. And nowadays, all the ethnic food that's being cooked in this country, everybody now has become accustomed to. And all the food now is just like one. You know, people are eating foreign food like, okay, it's just what we do. But years ago, I don't know about you, but years ago when I came to this country, I, I remember there's just certain things that people wouldn't eat. Not because it didn't taste good, but because they looked at it and say, eesh, that don't look good. We seldom think... That food can taste delicious if it don't look good. We look at it and say, there's no way that's going to be delicious. Uh, There's no way. Our eyes, our thoughts, and experiences can really impact our lives as to what we will eat or not eat. And so we still kind of look at food and Try to determine whether or not we should eat it or not. And all of those prejudices in our mind, the things that we've uh, been accustomed to, our experiences, what we've seen over the years. We tend to now dissect whether or not we think this is good food or it's not. And so we kind of live like that. And we carry on this way thinking just like that. And so we're still today uh, looking at food and we're trying to determine whether we think it looks good or not. Whether we should partake of it or not. Hmm. Ezekiel was trying to talk to us about something. In Ezekiel chapter 2, verse number 8, God told Ezekiel to open his mouth. And eat what God gave him. He did not dissect. Ezekiel didn't try to figure out will this be good or not be good? Will this be tasty or not tasty? God told him open your mouth and God gave him and he ate. God doesn't change. As he fed Ezekiel the word of God thousands of years back then. And and all he said to Ezekiel was just open your mouth and eat. He's
1: still saying the same thing to us today. Open your mouth and eat. You don't have the option when it comes down to the things of God. And when it comes down to you trying to uh, obey God or live for God. You don't have the option of what you will eat. You don't have an option of, 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 of should you just eat some and leave some. Uh, God says open your mouth and eat.
0: Hmm. But I can assure you. The great thing about God saying, open your mouth and eat, is this. The same thing he's giving you to eat, that's what he eats. (laughs) He's not telling you, you know, in some places, I'm sure when you go to England, what Queen Elizabeth eats. That's probably not um, Queen Elizabeth anymore, I don't know. But what the queen eats is probably not what the common folk eat in England. What the king eat in Spain is probably not what the common folks eat in Spain.
1: But I love my God. And I love the kingdom of God. Because God says uh, we must eat. But whatever he's
0: feeding us, he's eating from the same table. The same food. He's not asking you to eat something different than what he eats. God is good. In Ezekiel chapter 3, it says, and he said unto me, Son of man, cause thy belly to eat, and fill thy bowels with this roll that I give thee. Then did I eat it, and it was in my mouth as honey for sweetness. The word of God, I can't tell you how precise the word of God is. This we read in Ezekiel, in Ezekiel chapter, uh, three there, when he was telling them, open your mouth and eat. And Ezekiel says the word was as if honey of sweetness. Psalms 119 verse 103 says, How sweet are thy words unto my taste. Yea,
1: sweeter than the honey to my mouth. God's word is sweet. If you will eat the word that God will give to you, it will be sweeter than honey. Children, it will be sweeter than candy. Whatever you like, what kind of desserts you like, it doesn't matter. If you like some form of sweetness, I'm telling you the word of God is sweeter than whatever sweetness you ever experience. We just have to open our mouth and let the word come in let God feed it to us and if we will just eat the word of God we will see how sweet it is how good it is how perfect it is how pleasant it is we just have to say God I'm going to open my mouth and I'm going to eat Amen. Uh, we come to church
0: and we listen but are we eating God is asking us to eat, not listen only. God is asking us to eat, not just get intellectual knowledge. Uh, can I tell you, we have to guard against this intellectual thing that's going around. Uh, all of a sudden now our world is all about, you know, we stunting according to our intellect. Who has the high intellect and who can articulate on a certain
1: level? And we, we begin to kind of, we don't say it, but that's what we're doing. Uh, we're kind of showing off on where our intellect level is, and so we come to church uh, and we do the same thing. Uh, we listen to the preacher. We say, "How intellectual is he? How intelligent is he?" Uh, and we try to get some information because uh, of what the preacher is saying. And we're getting information, but we're not eating it. We're getting information, uh, and when we leave out of here, all we're doing uh, is spurting out information and uh, saying what you heard or saying what you read, uh, but you didn't retain it because. It was just intellectual. But I'm telling you this morning, God didn't bring us in the house of God to be intellectually equipped. God brought us into the house to say, open up your mouth and eat. Because I want you to have this in you. I don't want you just to have head knowledge, but I want you to eat. Because this word is food. Mm. Help us today, God. The word of God is the bread of life.
0: I'll ask this to you this morning and I'll ask it to you again when I finish. Are you living your life
1: for this life only or are you living your life for eternal life? Are you living your life for this life only or are you living your
0: life for eternal life? I'll let you think about that and ponder it as we move forward. Open thy mouth and eat that I give thee. Here is what God was really saying to Ezekiel when he said, open your mouth and eat. He was saying, take my word
1: as thou wouldest take thy proper food. Receive it into thy heart. Ponder it
0: in there that it may be the means of strengthening. This is what the word of God do. Just like food will do for your body. The word of God will do this to your
1: soul. The Bible says that God says open up your mouth and eat. And what God is trying to get us to understand that when we eat the word of God it will strengthen us. It will preserve our soul. It will cause us to have proper nourishment. It will strengthen our body and preserve us from death. We need to hear the Word of God, we need to read the Word of God, we need to mark down the Word of God, we need to learn the Word of God and inwardly digest the Word of God. If we're gonna eat, we're gonna have to hear it, we're gonna have to read it, we're gonna have to mark it down, we're gonna have to learn it, and we're gonna have to inwardly digest it. It's not good enough to come and hear it, you gotta read it for yourself. It's not good enough to just come and hear it, you gotta mark it down it's not good enough you have to read it for yourself and then begin to ingest and let it go down and be digested
0: that's what's keeping us from where God is trying to take us and it will also prevent us from experiencing eternal life the question is are you living for this life only or eternal life Huh. The Bible says man shall not live by bread alone. It's talking about steak and seafood, crab legs, you know, McDonald's and Wendy's. We can't live by that alone. But we have to live by every word that proceed out of the mouth of God because that's how we will have eternal life. If you just eat Wendy's, if you just eat steak and lobster and seafood, if you just eat peanut butter and jelly, whatever you like, if that's what you eat, and if that's all you eat, you cannot have eternal life. That's just for this life. That food that you eat in this world, it just strengthens your body. It just nourishes your body. It gives your body
1: what it needs in order to keep going. But if you're living for eternal life, then you eat this food to strengthen the body. And then you eat the food of the eternal, which is the bread of life. When I say life, I'm not talking about the life that we walk in this earth and live in this flesh. But I'm talking about eternal life. Understand
0: this. The Bible teaches that unless we are living the life that Christ created us for to live, then we are just zombies. Dead man walking. We're we're moving around. This body is, 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 is alive but your spirit is dead. So if we're just living our life just to Eat good and make it here. The Bible calls that death. So even though you may be walking around, you're dead because God only looks at life as a spiritual life because when you're spiritual, you Take care of two things. You live in this life, but you will also live eternal life. But if you just live to take care of this flesh and enjoy this flesh and eat what this flesh desire and that's it, you're only living for this temporary life here on earth. You become what you eat. We become what we eat. I'll tell you about it in a second. Ezekiel chapter 2, verse 10. And he spread it before me. And it was written within and without. And there was written therein lamentations and mourning and woe. Hmm. That's what he said. Ezekiel said, when he told him to eat... The roll that he told him to eat. The words that was written that he told him to eat. Lamentations, mourning, and woe. I don't know if you read the Bible when you read about the prophet Jeremiah and Ezekiel. In their prophesying, in their speeches that they speak. On behalf of the Lord, they were always mourning. They were crying and they were saying, woe unto you. They were always crying. They were mourning because they, were, they, they, they knew what God was saying to them and they had to go to the people and tell the people what God was saying. And so they would go to the people and say, woe unto you if you disobey God. They would go to the people and he would go and prophesy to what to the people what God has said. And the people would just rebel and ignore. And he would mourn and cry because he would watch people disobey God while he's preaching the word of God. They're just rebelling and they're just acting like whatever he's saying doesn't matter. So he would cry and he would mourn and he would say, whoa, because the people wouldn't listen to what he was preaching about the word of God. Why am I telling you that? Tell you that for two reasons. So you will not allow the word of God to preach to you and you just treat it as no big deal. But I'm also telling you that, that he had no other behavior to behave because he ate that scroll. He ate that roll and the roll was filled with lamentations. The roll was filled with crying, mourning. The roll was filled with woe. So what he ate is what he became. And so as he began to preach the word of God and the people didn't
1: respond, he could not behave any other way but what he ate.
0: Oh, you all don't want to hear what God has to say today. You
1: become what you eat... And if you eat the word of God, you can't help but to behave according to what the word of God says. I know it causes us to look at ourselves and say we're in big trouble. And that's what we're supposed to do. Because when you eat God's word, you don't have a choice but to begin to behave according to what the word said. That you ate, you can't behave any other way. And so what's wrong with us? We're fighting and wondering, why can't we be... a, a certain way, and why can't we be consistent in how we live for God? I have the answer for you today. The answer is you gotta eat the Word of God. You can't just have an intellectual understanding. You have to read it. You have to mark it down. You have to hear it. You have to digest it. It's the way you eat the Word. And if we don't eat the Word, we're gonna find ourselves being frustrated because we want to please God, because we want to go to heaven, and we want want to do right, but somehow we can't do right, because right is not in us, and the only way we can get right, and right can be in us, is when we eat righteousness, and when we eat it, it will come out of us. Oh, oh. Oh, we're struggling, we're struggling uh, in being who God wants us to be. uh, But God has sent me here today to tell you uh, the way uh, you just stop yourself from struggling, uh, the way you're struggling uh, is to eat the word. Uh, Don't just hear it uh, and say, that was good, or that was smart, or that was pretty nifty. Don't just hear it and make a comment, but you got to take it and eat it. Oh,
0: I feel sometimes, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I even say to God, God, do you need to, do do I need to change the way I minister your word? And the reason why I ask God sometimes, do I need to change? is because I know I study hard, I know my character, I know my personality, and I know how I preach the word of God. And sometimes I wonder if I'm not doing, if I'm doing you all a disservice by, by, by getting I don't know if you want to call it getting too deeper into the word so you're there getting intellectual knowledge and not just going with the basic stuff that's going to help you. I, I wrestle with that. I said, God, I know who you made me to be, but what I need to, what do I need to do different? Do I need to just, you know, preach? I don't know, just surfacely just so you can get it and keep hearing it over and over and begin to start doing it. Or do I be who you call me to be, God, and preach the word according? Because I feel like sometimes we'll come in and we'll hear, yeah. And and now we get accustomed to, OK, He going to preach a word that, that was kind of deep and we walk away. That was kind of deep, but don't do anything for us. And so I worry about that about me. That's how I challenge myself. God, do I need to change the way I minister your word? Because I don't want people to come looking forward to something that can be intellectual for them. And they can walk away and say, yeah, did you know this? But it did nothing because they didn't eat it. God help us, Lord. That's not what I want. And that's not what God wants for you. God wants you to eat the Word of God. He wants the Word of God to go in you. We become just what we eat. And if we will eat what God wants us to eat, we will become what God wants us to become. I know for some of you, you, you've, you know, me, you and so many of us, we've been wanting to. We, we, we have the desire to want to live right. We have the desire to want to not sin. We, we have the desire to want to be victorious in God. We have the desire to just really live a clean and holy and righteous life. We have a desire to do right. But every time we try to do right, we find ourselves doing wrong. Well, today is a game changer. The game changer is God is telling you because you have to start eating my word. When you wake up in the morning and you read it, that's not enough. That's just reading my word. You need to mark it down and go back to it. You need to hear it so maybe you read it in your mind. Now read it out loud so you can hear it while you're reading. Mark it down. Go back to it the next day and keep listening to it. Keep hearing it and let it digest. What that means is meditate. Sit still and let it meditate in your heart. That's how you digest the word of God. God had me consumed by this so much that I had to go and look at how our digestive system work. I don't play around, man. When God working me over, he working me over. And he worked me over with this text. And so I went and looked. But God, you know, it wasn't by coincidence he told me to go and look. I said, man, I don't know why doctors not save. I, I, I don't know why physicians are not saved. Because if they will ever come and hear the word of God preached the right way, and then they know what they know, they will be saved. Because look at this. So here is how digestion works. As soon as you start chewing, you start a digestion process. Yeah. So this says, chewing breaks down the food into pieces that are more easily digested. While saliva mixes with the food to begin the process of breaking it down into a form your body can absorb and use. You following that? (laughs) So when you chew your food with your saliva mixed in with the food, it begins to break down into a form that can be absorbed in your body. Okay? Okay. The wall of the small intestine absorb the digested nutrients into your bloodstream. The blood delivers the nutrient to the rest of the body. The large intestine, the waste product of the digested process include undigested parts of food and older cells From the GI tract lining. So you got the small intestines. That it goes through that process. Then the large intestines. That's you know what's used to send stuff out of you. But the point is. It said. Watch God. When you eat the food. And it mixed with your saliva. It breaks down the food. So it can be absorbed. Into your small intestine. So it becomes part of you now. (laughs) Y'all not following I guess. okay. I've taught you how to study God's word. And how to learn his ways. And I taught you that. Always if you want to understand anything in the spiritual. Go see how the natural work. And if the natural says. You eat it. You break it down. And now it begins to go into, uh, uh, absorb into your small intestine and the walls and begin to become a part of you and go in your bloodstream and all of that stuff. And that's what make you have life and that's what feeds your body nutrient. That's how it gets nutrient. Then that's what God was talking about when he said, eat my word. He is saying... Let me make it plain to y'all. He is saying when you eat the word of God and you digest it, it now go into your body and into your bloodstream. And it is the thing that begins to give you life. Food in the natural gives your body strength and energy and life.
1: But the word of God is what gives you eternal life. It feeds your soul. And what that means is when you eat that, you have the op- you have the, 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 the potential to inherit eternal life.
0: Oh man. You all getting that?
1: God just don't want you to have His word in your mind. God just don't want you to have an intellectual understanding. God wants his word to become one with, oh Jesus, he is so right on time. He knows everything. He really does. He says that him and his word is one. And, oh God, if we will begin to eat the word, then we and the word will become one. And that's what God is always reaching for us to do. If we're going to be who God called us to be, we got to mix the word. uh, so it can come right in uh, and it can be digested uh, and go into our bloodstream let me give you let me show you how deep God is
0: let me show you how deep he is in case you missed this this Bible study scripture here Uh, let me give you some deepness here of the Lord okay so Leviticus Chapter 17, verse 11 says this. Don't even go there. I'll tell you, you can, you can go there if you want, but I'm just telling you what it says. Leviticus 17 says, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. <laughs> if the blood, nurses, is uh, there's problems with your blood. You've got problems. That blood get messed up. you got a whole lot of problems. That's the natural. And God is saying. In the spiritual. The life of the flesh. Is in the blood. You don't understand. God is trying to tell us.
1: In every way. In the natural and in the spiritual. That blood is so. Oh God, the, the blood is so important. In the natural, you need the blood in order to live your physical life. And in the spiritual, if it ain't for the blood of Jesus Christ, your sins will not be forgiven. Your sins will be upon you. And now you are heading for eternal damnation. It's only by the blood of Jesus Christ can we receive eternal life. And that's actually a something that happens in the natural and the spiritual how important the blood is to us and our blood is important and the blood of Jesus is just that much more important
0: we got to get God is really he crazy he's the mad scientist I'm serious how he comes up with these things He is telling us naturally, the blood is what keeps you going. So that means all the food that you eat, the natural food, it goes into your bloodstream and it gives you life. And he says, I'm not changing that process spiritually. I'm not changing that process spiritually. I want you to eat my word. And when you eat my word and you digest my word, it go into your spiritual blood cycle. And when it goes into that, it
1: gives you spiritual life. And the spiritual life is not only good for why you're here on earth, but it's good for eternal life. Are you living for just
0: this life? Or you're living for eternal life? My God. God is something else. Natural food will strengthen the natural body and give it energy to keep it going. The word of God, the bread of life, will strengthen your soul and keep it going that you will live life eternally. We're trying to get to heaven and it seems like such a struggle, especially in this day and age where we're dealing with all the different things Transformation and transition that's taking place in our world and 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 is weighing us down and uh, just so much is happening to us that we're wondering how my how is this going to work and then and then and then we start telling ourselves well God couldn't have meant this that's what we're telling ourselves. Because the challenge of living righteous and holy and getting to heaven becomes a greater challenge to us than it used to be. We're saying now when we read God's word, God couldn't have meant this. And God meant every word. He didn't compromise anything. He didn't change anything. He didn't say, well, that was for then. No, no, no. Everything that he said, he meant it. And so he is saying... The issue is not that the world has changed and you're struggling. The issue is you weren't eating my word. That's what he's saying to us. The issue is not that, you
1: know, you all got just a bunch of crazy things going on. No, what he's saying is, because you didn't eat my word, you're losing control. But if you eat my word, the word will control you. The word will determine how you behave. The word will determine how you live. He's asking us to eat the word. Can I tell you this about eating the word? When you eat the word, you don't have to try to do something.
0: It just gets done. I remember him saying the truth shall make you free. Remember we, we, we always talk about set free and make free is different. And that's true. Because make it means it just happens. Well eating the word of God will make things happen in your life and you you're not going to struggle anymore as much as you struggled we we in Sunday school we heard brother Henry talking about Job and we talking about and they said well Job wife gave him a hard time and Job buddies gave him a hard time and somehow Job didn't curse God and die cuz he ate the word and he couldn't help Oh God somebody help me He couldn't help how to
1: behave When you eat the word People are going to look at you and say Are you crazy No I'm not crazy It's who I've become Because of what I'm eating God help us today God help us today It's who you will become What are you afraid to become Who God wants you to become When you eat God's word, you become something that you have no control over. You will be able to just say, I don't know why this is happening. I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know why I'm forgiving them. I don't know why I'm doing this. It just happened. I can't control it. I can't make it. It's just happening because I ate the word.
0: God help us today Oh God help us today Somebody need to get what God is trying to say to us we we can move past a lot of struggles.
1: We can move past a lot of challenges. God is trying to get our attention today to say it's time to eat my word. Oh man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And if we eat the word of God we set ourselves up for eternal life but if we won't open our mouth and let God put it in and we chew on the word. If we don't do it, we're in trouble.
0: We're in trouble. We're in trouble. I don't want intellectual information. Uh, Can I tell you this? As a preacher, we can read books. We can read this and read that. We can listen to other sermons and we can just try to pick out what we think is good for the congregation that we're pastoring and try to give that to you. Can I tell you a secret? That's not what God intends, because we have to preach what we're living (laughs) and if we're going to preach something that somebody else already preached it won't work because you can't get something out to people that you're not
1: doing and so the only way I'm going to help you is if I live this thing and I'm telling you I have not yet arrived but I know how to behave sometimes and I'm realizing I have no control. I've i 've seen myself in situation where I want to behave a certain way uh, and i can it 's like i don 't know y 'all remember the movie get out you 're just sitting still and things are going on around you and there 's nothing you can do
0: i 've walked with God that kind of way where i 'm just i'm just i 'm just living for God and i 'm doing something and i 'm looking at others doing other things and i 'm saying my natural flesh is saying. Yeah, I should, but I can't because whatever I have eaten, the word that I've eaten, it, it just got me constrained. It just had me at a at a place where there's nothing I can do but just do it. And I'm telling you, if you want to get over some of your struggles,
1: if you want to get through the things that you're dealing with, you're going to have to eat the word. You can't just listen to the word. You can't just intellectually get an understanding of the word. You have to absorb it into your bloodstream. This word need to go into your blood and let it begin to give you life eternal because there's going to be obstacles. There's going to be situations. There's going to be challenges that you can't handle. But only the word that becomes a part of you uh, will help you to handle it you will not be able to persevere or overcome except the word is in you because you ate it and it just propel and compel your behavior uh. Uh. I want I
0: want, I want, want the Word to be in me. I want the Word to digest in me because
1: I want it to rule me. I want it to become who I am. Oh, this is why Jesus says in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. The reason why that scripture works so well and so many other reasons. But one of the reasons why it says the Word was first what was established. In the beginning was the Word.
0: He did expect nothing different from us.
1: In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. And the Word became flesh. So here is what God has done and He's trying to get us to do. He's saying uh, the Word was first established. You didn't see me. I was invisible. It was only my Word that was established. When you read the book, you only read my Word, but you couldn't see me. But guess what? The way I stepped down was I became the Word. And so now that I live, it's not me that lives, but it's my Word. that lifted me. It's my word that working in me. It's not me. It's my word. Oh, somebody give God some praise. Somebody give God some praise. Somebody give God some praise. It was the word that became flesh. It was the word that moves around in this world. It's the Word, God. Somebody better get this. It's the Word. We, we don't realize the importance and the power of the Word. God didn't become man. No, the Word became... In the beginning was the Word. He didn't say in the beginning
0: anything. He said in the beginning was the Word. The Word became God in flesh. And so God is trying to get us to understand now this is the whole process of eating the Word. When you eat that Word, when you eat that Word, you when that Word becomes one, and so no longer are you living, but it's the Word of God living. So now when we show up, the Word showed up. Now when we begin to talk, the Word is talking.
1: And when you get so good at it, you will talk the word just so these folks in this world can understand. But in actuality, it's the word that you're speaking. I learned a long time ago how to witness the people in my job and tell them about Jesus. I didn't go in their face and start telling them, "You better get saved." I just knew the word so well that when I showed up, I just spoke the word so they can understand it, not so they can run away from Jesus, but so they can say, "What in the world is he saying?" He is so smart. No, it ain't me that's smart. It's the Word that showed up when I showed up. It wasn't Wayne that showed up. It's the Word that showed up. And you need to eat that Word. And when you show up, it ain't Teddy that's showing up. It ain't Rose that's showing up. It ain't Tom that's showing up. It's the Word that's showing up. The Bible says the Word is the highest authority
0: in heaven and in earth (laughs) what are you
1: looking for you looking for something else no, 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 no. You get that word, and when that word becomes who you are, when you show up, oh, they know. That's why, oh, God, hey, God is so good. This is why when Jesus showed up, the devils knew who he was, because the highest authority had just walked in. The highest authority had just stepped in. So when Jesus showed up, the devil says, Oh, Jesus, have you come to torment us before our time? The word showed up and they knew the authority that just showed up. If you will eat that word and digest it, when you show up, devils will tremble. Devils will say, oh God, here she come.
0: Uh, 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 we got to eat the word. We got to eat the word. And so I'm closing. We gotta eat the word. That's all God is trying to tell us. We gotta eat the word. We gotta eat the word. And so we finish up the scripture that we started out with in Deuteronomy. I'm landing. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 1, the scripture says, All the commandments which I command thee this day shall you observe to do that you may live and multiply and go and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers. God has always given us, telling us stuff and giving us instruction. God's design for your life, like it or not, God's design for your life is that you will eat the word of God until you become what the word says. That's his design. That you eat that word, that you become what the word says. That you get out all of the stuff in you and now what people see and what they receive when you show up? The Word. They see your face. They hear your voice. But it's the Word. When they go back to go examine who was that, they're going to see that thing matched up with the Word. They won't have a choice. And so we are to eat the Word so we can become what the Word says. Then it says that we, that, that will cause us when we eat the Word and we become what the Word says, we automatically secure eternal life. Where did the Word come from? Where did the Word come from? Heaven. So if we eat the Word and become what the Word says, then we're heaven bound. You don't have to worry about, am I doing what I'm supposed to do to heaven? Oh man, I want to go to heaven. You eat the Word, you become what the Word says you are, you're heaven bound. But when you become heaven bound, here is what needs to happen. Then it says in the, in the Old Testament scripture talking about multiply yourself. Here is the thing that I can't get you all to do. That you, you, you just don't seem to buy into. The Bible said then you got to multiply. God's been saying that word ever since the day he created us. Multiply. And what multiply means is you need to make disciples of yourself. Can I tell you this? I'm going to tell you something that is challenging to you but it's true if you will eat the word of God and become what the word says you ought to become, you need to make disciples of you. Mm -hmm. Everything you're thinking about yourself right now, you need to make disciples of you. You want me to prove it to you? John the Baptist made disciples of himself. And they were following him. And when Jesus came on the scene, <laughs> I, I don't get out of the book, man. I don't get out of the book. I stay in the book. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not smart enough to get out of the book. I say, stay in the book, bro. Stay in the book. So John the Baptist made disciples of himself. And then when Jesus came, he turned them over to Jesus. That's the one right there. So I had you following me until you was able to connect with the one right there. Th- that's him right there. That's him. I'm done. My job is done. I made disciples now go with him because he is the one. That's all of us. We want to read the Bible and think that, oh, that's John the Baptist. God says he's no respect of person. We are the one that's putting people on levels. Oh, John the Baptist, that's John the Baptist. Oh, that's Apostle Paul. That's a, you, you think that's how Jesus did? No. Jesus created all of us with a purpose. And all he sees is purpose. He don't see anybody better than anybody. We do that. But Jesus is saying, no, no, no. He fulfilled his purpose. And part of his purpose was to make disciples. But all of our purpose is to make disciples. You need to replicate yourself. And when you do it, you multiply yourself. Because here's how it works. If I make a disciple, if I disciple him and he becomes a disciple after six months, eight months, a year, and he becomes a disciple and he now do what he was taught and go make a disciple, I go make another disciple. Really, all three of them are my disciple. So now in a couple of years, there's four of me. Not just one of me anymore. So in two years, I can get four of me. If I do what God says. Multiply myself. All of you are responsible to multiply yourself. And so the more you procrastinate and play around with your walk with God, you are hindering somebody from getting saved because you're not engaging in making disciples because you're worried about, oh, this is wrong. And, oh, I messed up here. And, oh, this is, you're just crying the blues about what's going on wrong in your life. And God wants to scream and pull his hair out because he's saying, listen, who did you know walk this earth? That was perfect. Go get him or her and bring them to me. So stop running around talking about i got to
1: get it together before I... No, just eat the word. And then you go and make disciples.
0: Don't get quiet. See how y'all got quiet when I got to that? And so, Deuteronomy 8, 2. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness. To humble thee. Somebody say humble thee. thee. (laughs) And to prove thee to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep this commandment or not. Can I tell you this? God will have you going in circles to see if you get frustrated or not. Y'all ain't think God would do that. (laughs) Look at y'all. God loves me. No, God love you too much to not get you frustrated to see what comes out of you. See, that's what God, that's thats God, end game. So God allowed them to walk around in the wilderness. God will allow you to experience all kind of difficulties and challenges in your life. Because here is what, it, God knows your heart. You don't know your heart. You don't know what's inside of you. There's a lot of people sitting down in Mercer County, other places that kill people and didn't know they were capable of doing it. You don't know your heart. So what God is doing is He's telling you, eat the Word, and every once in a while I'm going to send some tests to come your way, and you look at how you respond when that test comes. You look at if you run away from me. You look at if you just start behaving ungodly. You go look, not me, because I know everything. You go look, and every time a trial comes, you got to run. That's where your heart is, bro. We want to make it like we can disguise. We can't disguise anything. If every time you get challenged, here you go out the door. If every time there's a situation, you back up from God. If every time you got something going, all of a sudden now you start to make excuses, all you're doing is saying to yourself, I guess I don't have what I thought I had. Amen. That's all. Don't get mad. God wants you to know that. I guess you don't have. Me, you, and all of us. If we if we fail a certain challenge, what it means is. We don't have what we think we have. So now let's go back to the drawing board and start eating some more. You know, as we eat our natural food, we know we need to get the right iron and the right protein and the right... Well, maybe we just eating seafood in the Word and not eating some steak. So just understand where you are and just say, okay... I'm not where I I thought I was. So now I need to go figure out if I need iron or I need protein or whatever I need. And just go eat that. So when it comes back again, you says, please. And you stand up and you deal with it. And so God allow them to go through their struggles in the wilderness. God allow those things to happen so they can prove themselves. So they can decide in their own heart where they are. I'm finishing. Three... 8.3 8.3 says, and he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manner with, uh, which thou knowest not, neither did thy fathers know. So he says, and he humbled thee. I've been telling you this. Another thing God showed me again that I, that, that, that I wasn't crazy. The best way to understand what humility is, being humble. The only way. That you are humble is when you know for sure and you behave this way. I am totally dependent on God. I don't care how else you can talk soft and call it humility. That's not humility. You can act like you are, you can be very mannerable and have good manners and know how to treat people right. That don't mean you're humble. Humility
1: is I depend on Jesus. I am nothing without him. It's he that sustains me.
0: And when you know that and you act like that, that's when you have become humble. I've had some great challenges the past couple of weeks uh, with my job situation. And and I, I have these conversations with God. I said, God, you know I depend on you, and you know you're everything to me, but can we negotiate a little something here? <laughs> I I do. So I'll I'll tell you this in closing. So my job for 22, almost 22 years, shut down. Contract ended, done. People that I worked with for 18 years, long time, no longer. We didn't come to the same place and didn't work anymore. And so I knew it was coming and I was negotiating with the Lord, negotiating with the Lord, negotiating with the Lord, blah, 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 blah. And I'm saying all this stuff. And so I told the Lord this because I know what the Lord want from me. I, I, you know, I know the Lord want me to give my entire life to this and not go to no secular job. I know that's what he wants. I got him. I got him. I said, God, I got you. But I negotiated this clause. I said, God, can you just let us get our church building first before you do that?
1: I'm just, I'm just seeing how
0: I think. And so I, I try to throw, I throw that clause in there. So the Friday when we were letting everybody go, and I was just heartbroken, and um, I sat in my office, and I'm there. My manager came. The, the president of the company came. And I never even asked them this. While everybody was wondering what was going to happen, I never asked what was going to happen. Because why? Everything about my life, I, I'm sustained by God. So I never asked any questions. What's going to happen? What are you going to do with me? My, so the president and my, my boss, um, vice president, showed up and I said, so what's the story with me now? They said, oh, wait, we're not letting you go. We don't know what we're going to do with you. We don't have a job assignment for you. We don't know where you're going to work from, but we're not letting you go. I'm, I'm still like... Uh, they, the the class kicked there <laughs> So, so I think we're close to getting our building. I'm just telling you, I'm just, I'm setting you up to let you know That's the clause, that's the deal that I made with Jesus. I I will, I will put everything into the church and not worry about a secular job as soon as you give us a building, Lord. That was my clause. That was my little deal. So let's keep praying for the building. But I'm just showing you how when somebody's told to depend on, you just know where he's taking you, what he's doing with you. Who you know that the boss come to you and says, we don't have a job assignment. We don't know where you're going to be. We don't know what office you're working out of. We don't know nothing. All we know is we're not letting you go. It's crazy, though. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you one thing. On one hand on one hand, I'm sure my family feel like all right, good. But I, I, it, it wasn't, it wasn't like yay because all the people I worked with for so long, are, I don't, we don't see each other anymore. Man, that broke my heart. That broke my heart, and I'm still like, word. You know, it was so good. I tell you one thing. What was the last day, the last day of, um, of, of work, we had a luncheon. They said he wanted a luncheon, and we did a luncheon. And um, when the lunch got delivered, they said, boss, can you pray one more time? Amen. Amen. Small things sometimes just make you think. And I said, I must have lived out the word in some kind of way some kind of way i lived out the word for them to say boss one more time can you pray and we had a better prayer than normally what we pray because normally you know we're praying for luncheons and different things this time we was able to pray for them pray for their soul and for what god will do and we'll keep on praying hoping that they will get saved i hope that all those years me being there you know i sometimes you know it's like our children I don't know about, some of you can testify this. You know, our children that live in our house, they hear God from us all the time, hear God from us all the time, and they take it for granted. Yes, and it's not until they get jammed up that they realize, I need to get this God for myself. Mom and dad always tell me about God, but, you know, and so I I feel like that's how it was at our job. For the longest, they just know who their boss was, and and so now that they realize I wasn't going to be around anymore, like, oh, snap. We better get one more good prayer before we go. And so I pray that God will do it. I'm finished here. Let's stand. Let me show you one last thing about eating the word. Revelations. Chapter 20. The audio visual don't have this. Because when God talking to me about about a message I'm going to preach. I'm done. I think I'm done. And God just puts something else in my mind. And, puts, and you just keep on, like, you keep talking. I'm just like, I, they can't keep up because I can't keep up. But look at Revelations. This is the final word I receive for you today concerning the bread of life. Revelations chapter 20, verse 12 says this. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God And the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of these things, which were written in the books according to their works. Don't mean to scare you. But in Revelation, the books are the 66 books that make up the Bible. The books are the 66 books that make up the Bible. So you got the 66 books that make up the Bible and the one book, which is the book of life that keeps our name in it. We weren't judged out of the book of life. We were judged out of the books, the 66 books. What's the best way to make sure you're good? Eat that word and you and the 66 become the same. You eat that word and you and the 66 becomes one. And so how can you be judged then? You're already good. This is why it's the simple eternal life that you can obtain by just, I'm going to eat the 66. What did Ezekiel say? He fed me the scroll and I ate it. He's feeding you the 66. You need to eat it. Because if you eat it, you become one with it. Your behavior will now be out of your control. Papaya and, um, oh man, what's that other um, vegetable? The the green long one. Not zucchini, not not squash. Skinny. I should know. Asparagus. Asparagus and papaya. That's just two for me. Y'all got them in your life. Y'all going to be. Cracking up what I said. When I eat those things, they come out in every way. <laughs> you go to the bathroom, you're smelling. Um, um, come
1: on, on y'all on, y'all act like we've we,
0: You go to the bathroom, you're smelling it. Uh huh. I didn't embarrass you, did I, Maja? Because, hey, you know how it works. You bring a guest to church, let me tell y'all how it works. You bring a guest to church and you say, I hope the pastor just say all the right things. (laughs) So that's probably, she was like, he did good up to that part. It's a point. I would never bring something up that have no point. The point is, certain things we eat in our life, it comes out on our breath, comes out in our our sweating, in our perspiration, comes out when we go to the bathroom, and so it just comes out of you because you ate that. If we will eat the word... It will come out in every way. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Just as it is in the natural, so it is in the spiritual. Eat the word and it will just come out of you. And you won't have to worry about, oh, how am I? No, it won't be you anymore. It will be greater is he that is in you than you that is in the world. This is what it means. Him that's in
1: you. If you eat enough of him,
0: he just come right out. Why don't you do me a favor today? I'll do something different. I want you all to hold each other's hand across this room today. We're going to pray for one another. And we're going to pray that today will never be the same like any other day to come. That God will do something in your life. That when you walk out of here today, life will be different. That when you walk out of here today... You will hunger and thirst. Listen, we hunger for food and we go and get something to eat. When you all get out of here today, you're going to go get something to eat. Why? Because you're hungry. So I'm going to tell you, you have to become hungry for the word of God. You know, sometimes you just have a certain craving. Let your craving be the word of God. Some of you want a piece of cake. Some of you want some chicken. (laughs) i don't want no asparagus i just had asparagus the other day (laughs) but you all want different things that you crave for pray that god will give you a craving a hunger for his word more than anything else tell god god i want a craving for your word more than i crave for food let that be my priority is a craving for your word I know I'll have food. Food is right there and accessible to me. But I want the desire and craving and hunger for the word of Jesus Christ. So let's take a moment and pray for one another and ask God to do that. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray for all of the hands that's being held today, Lord God. Lord, we are missing out. On so much concerning your purpose and your will for our life. But God we've heard your word today. And your word Lord God is telling us we must eat. We must chew. We must digest the word of God. So it goes into our bloodstream Lord God. And I
1: pray today for each and every person in this house. That, Lord God, You will give us a hunger for Your Word more than we have a hunger for food. That You will give us a craving for Your Word more than we have a craving for any food. For God, we realize that if heaven will be our home someday, we're going to have to be able to eat the Word and digest the Word. If we're going to be safe when You judge us, Lord God, at the end. We're going to have to eat the 66 books, Lord God. And Lord, we pray today that there will be a move of God in our heart, that we will seek after the Word, that we will hunger for the Word, that Lord, we will eat the Word and digest the Word. For today, Lord God, we're looking for you to work inside of us a work that's never been done. We want to be transformed. We want to be renewed. And we want to be the Word of God when we show up, Lord God, we want to show up in the Word and not in our flesh, when we show up any place, Lord God, let the word be what people will encounter and not just us today, Lord God. I pray that you will bind us, that we will become one with the word of God and that Lord Jesus, we will walk from this day on in the word by the authority of the word in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that somebody today will surrender their life and say, God, today I surrender my life to you, for I realize i my become one with you and so I ask in the name of Jesus that somebody will say God here I am today and somebody will look up to heaven and cry out and say God baptize me with your spirit and somebody will call on the name of Jesus and say Lord bind me with your word consume me with your word in the name of Jesus somebody God wants you to know his plan for your life. But if you will not eat the word, God's plan for your life will not be fulfilled. So today I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you will eat the word and that God's plan will be fulfilled in your life. We thank you for today. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for your power. Will somebody give God some praise and thanksgiving? Will somebody lift your voice and just thank the Lord? Will you worship the Lord? Fire... FINE FINE